0: Welcome to another episode of The DL. I am your host, Tyler Robertson, the CEO and founder of Diesel Laptops. When I think back through time as a service manager, uh, I can definitely say, looking back the last 10, 15 years, the diesel technician shortage has gotten worse and worse and worse every single year. And it's a thing we've done webinars on before. Um, It comes up all the time, and it really impacts diesel laptops because a lot of times we're talking to customers and they're like, man, I'd love to buy your tool, but I'm I'm covered up in work. I can't, I can't even get to it. I'm busy with this stuff. You can find me technicians, that's my real problem I have. And I can tell you, we are, we are coming to help that problem. So a lot of the information I'm about to present to you. And if you're on YouTube, you'll see a bunch of slides here. If you're on audio, that's all right. You're gonna be able to watch and listen through this. And what you'll learn here is that I found a gentleman by the name of Tim Spurlock with American Diesel Training Centers uh, a little over two years ago. Uh, maybe it was even three, but when I when I met him, he was the first time that I met somebody who, when I got done listening to his presentation, I was like, this guy finally has it. He has figured out the problem to fixing this issue going on with our industry. So we're gonna talk all about the diesel technician shortage. How bad is it? What is going on out there? Um, and again, I am totally giving credit to Tim Spurlock and American Diesel Training Centers for a lot of the content that we're about to provide through this. And you're able to find him on LinkedIn. You'll, you can find him or reach out to us at Diesel Laptops as well. Um, and you're going to see us doing some stuff here with Diesel with uh, ADTC here very shortly. So let's just, let's just start at the top. How bad is the U.S. labor market? Right now, we're filming this here in September of 2021. There are almost 11 million job openings in the United States. And we are not only that, but we're having record hiring levels as well. So we have record unemployment, record hiring levels. You also have a record number of people quitting their jobs to go find other jobs. Wages are increasing, right? And everyone's like, well, where are all the employees? Where did they go? Are they are they just sitting around on unemployment? Well, there's, there's less people on unemployment than there are open job positions, that's number one. But the part that people don't realize is how many people left the job market since COVID has happened. And there has been 6 million people who have retired early when COVID hit and just said enough's enough, I'm done, I'm out of here. The vast majority of those are not coming back to work full time. Uh, Some may come back part time or consulting or do some things, but they're probably not coming back. You also have another 1.2 million new stay at home moms. So what happened is we had a bunch of moms that were working jobs, they had to work, they had to do that in order to provide for their families. COVID happened. And lockdowns happened. Moms had to stay home. Dads had to stay home as well to take care of the kids. Schools got shut down. And all of a sudden, people figured out how to balance their budgets and how to deal with the fact that they were no longer allowed to work or had time to work or could make the math work. Those 1.2 million new stay-at-home moms may not come back to the market or they come back very slowly. And then the other problem is we've had 700,000 deaths. So those people definitely are not coming back to work. So if you add all that together, there's about 8 million people that just left the job market and maybe never, maybe slowly coming back. So that's at a, at a bigger nationwide level. So let's go take a look at how does that affect diesel technicians, right? So again, purely given 100% of the credit here to American Diesel Training Centers. But let's just talk numbers. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna look at just Indeed.com. So we're gonna look at over a span of three years. So April, 2019 on indeed.com, there were about 14,800 open jobs in the United States for diesel technicians. Now keep in mind that 14,000 is just one website, just Indeed. People also advertise jobs on other platforms, not just Indeed. And one job position could have multiple openings. So that 14,000 number is probably more likely a two or three times higher than that. But let's just say on Indeed.com, 14,800. April 2020, so lockdowns have happened. Nobody's really hiring. They actually declined. 13,800-ish job openings in April of 2020. And what happened in April 2021, a year later? 31,000 open job positions on Indeed.com. So now we have this huge, huge increase that just shot up through the roof after the lockdowns happened and everyone's looking for diesel technicians. And again, that number's probably two to three times higher. It's probably more than that, 60,000 to 90,000 open job positions across the United States for diesel technicians. All right, so that's the demand side. How does that compare to the supply side? So we have to go look at uh, how many diesel technicians are actually being trained in schools. So what Tim did for this is he said, what we're gonna go look at, and this is stuff you can look up on the internet, is how much funding was done for Title IV. Title IV, essentially if you go to school for a two-year degree, you usually get a student loan. And to do that, it's tracked by the government. And they kind of do the previous year. So for example, when we say April 19, I just told you there was 14,800 job positions on Indeed. Uh, There was about 8,500 people and it lags a year, but there's about 8,500 diesel technicians produced in the marketplace. All right. That was what number 205 on the list of the most popular job professions in 2019. One year later, April 2020, again, almost 14,000 open positions right after the lockdowns. Now we only had 7,500 students come out and we were ranked 228th for profession. Now let's talk about April 2021, even less. Now we only had 6,200 technicians enter the marketplace, uh, which ranked us at number 245th most popular uh, degree that came out of this. So what we see here is the numbers are showing less and less students coming into the marketplace every year. And we can kind of back that up. uh, And that's again, government data, but let's back that up. Let's go look at some of these large for-profit schools. And this data is available because it's in their reports right or they or they're traded on uh, the stock market. So we can go in there and look and what's going on at what's going on at community colleges. Overall, community college enrollment at Lincoln Tech is essentially flat, maybe slightly increasing. Uh, the number really goes between 10,500 and about 11,500 uh, students per year at Lincoln Tech over the last 5 years. So it's not really fluctuating much. Uh, doing the math and digging through their manuals, um, it looks like about 1,200 of those are diesel techs. So Lincoln Tech is essentially producing about one sixth of all the diesel techs that are that are being produced in the marketplace. The next largest one is UTI. So UTI, again, they're between 10,000 and 12,000 students a year. Um, their average—that's their average enrollment. Again, they are they are flat the last couple of years, and they do about 2,000. So if you add up UTI and you add up um, Lincoln Tech, you're you're at about half of the diesel technicians produced are coming from those are coming out of those schools, so it's it's not looking good, and it, it, you kind of line that up again: supply dwindling, demand increasing. Now you have again. It goes back to the fact you have baby boomers retiring. You have people changing career paths. A lot of people laid off. Techs back in March and April of last year of twenty uh, with COVID, right? They didn't know where it was going. So a lot of things, a lot of things changed. And a, what really changed is the fact that less students are going to community colleges. They are they are really in distress. So uh, more than fifty percent of the community colleges in twenty twenty one had a decrease by more than 10% of enrollment, right? So how does that compare to people going for their bachelor's degrees? Well, only about 19% have decreased less than 10%. So community colleges got hit way, way harder than the uh, bachelorette programs that are going on in the United States. And we can slice this data in, in a little bit different way as well. And what we look at here as well is when you, you can really look at the enrollment for like, a for example, a public two-year program when you look at uh, the different semesters, so spring of 17, spring of 18, spring of 19, spring of 20, spring of 2021, uh, university public two-year colleges were already losing enrollment down to two to 4% every single year. And then bam, COVID happens and they're down 10%. Um, and you can look at what happened with private four-year colleges. It, it didn't hit them as hard the last couple of years on what they've been going through as well with COVID. So COVID affected them a little bit, nothing like two year colleges and that again that's the exact one that's actually producing the diesel technicians we're getting today uh, and you know people really ask you know why is it what why why do we not produce more diesel technicians and again tim spurlock nails this perfectly he's like really guys it comes down to time and money uh, when you have time in cost is the problem sending people to a two-year degree through Lincoln Tech or UTI that cost them 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 grand after two years is absolutely ridiculous. They are coming out of these schools. um, They are coming out with high expectations, high debt and finding that's not what the industry needs. You are not gonna rebuild an engine day one after your two-year degree. You are you are gonna give that to the, the shop guy. Is gonna give that to the guy that's been there for 20 years and has all the certifications from engine manufacturers or has done it 100 times, right? So what this really comes back to is the fact that diesel technicians aren't born. I want to be a diesel technician said no one ever, right? That's the joke we say around here. I think if you talk to a lot of people that work in our industry, you find out the vast majority of them ended up here by accident. I know I was one of those. I got kicked out of college and ended up at a truck dealership right after that. So that's kind of the the path that goes down. And then the other path, the problem I've always been infuriated with is this problem's been talked about for ten or fifteen years, and uh, forever the 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 thinking, the way the the way everyone thought, the mainstream, was, hey, we have to go after high school seniors. And I've always said that is a fool's errand you are not gonna go sit down and talk to a high school senior and convince them to be a diesel technician when they've had their parents in their ear for 17 years about going to college and getting a degree and and doing all these things. In fact, when studies have been done and surveys have been done, uh, there's only about 11% of high school seniors are undecided. They've already said, "Hey, I'm going to a four-year college. Nope, I'm already enrolled to a two-year college. Nope, I'm going to get a job after school. I'm joining the military." Really, when you when you whittle all that way, there's an 11% there that are saying, "Man, I really don't know what to do with my life." That you can maybe sway. Even if you can sway them, you still got to make sure they have the skill set and the aptitude to actually be a diesel technician. It is just it is like literally finding a needle in a haystack. It is a very difficult thing to do. And I think if you look at your local community colleges, Everything I'm saying is true. You're finding out they have dwindling enrollment, they're canceling programs, and they are struggling to get students in there. And why is that? Well, there are a lot of variables. One I just talked about, the parents telling their kids they're gonna go to college. Two, next time you're watching TV and you see an ad come up for any of these community colleges or the for-profit ones or or the public ones, you'll notice what the ads are. Robotics, healthcare, emergency responders, uh, they're they're doing science degrees and working in labs. You never see them doing ads for diesel technicians. Even they do automotive, they show them working on sports cars or motorcycles or all these fun and sexy things, and diesel technicians aren't getting any love. So even the students that are coming into these community colleges are getting bombarded about everything except being a diesel technician, and we cannot go to the schools and try to find them. And here's another thing, so don't get me wrong, we, we, we love we love the ATD, they're part of the NEDA, um, and we love a lot of these organizations. Um, but they had this bright idea, they said, oh, we, we can't get them in high school, so you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna build a video game, and we're gonna get them interested in, in being a diesel technician through a video game. So they spent a lot of money, they got sponsorship, they built a mobile game. Uh, it's available on Android and, I, uh, Android and it's available on iOS. Uh, they got a ton of media press earlier this year uh, and late last year. We launched this thing, it's great, we're gonna get kids interested, blah, blah, blah. I can tell you, I first of all, I've downloaded it and it's horrible. Um, it, the interface really kind of sucks and I couldn't even figure out how to do anything with it. I, I gave up in about five minutes um, and it has less than 500 installs across both platforms. So, Yes, building a video game to encourage your profession. Um, I don't see it. I, I don't. I don't think there's any any value there. I like the idea behind it. I like them thinking differently. I just don't think it was uh, a well executed product at the end of the day. And I, even if it was well executed, I don't think it was going to change the needle. All right. So again, another slide, totally stolen stolen here from uh, from Tim Spurlock, but. Uh, all it is is a picture. If you're in the audio, it's a picture of a river, right? So we're saying, hey, upriver, everyone's looking at those 17 to 18 year olds. And what Tim's saying, what I'm saying, what a lot of people are saying now is no, 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 no. Let's go find the mid 20 year olds. Let's go find people that are out of high school. Life's kind of hit them around a little bit. Um, maybe they're working retail. Maybe they're in a, a, a high labor, low skilled job, working restaurants. Uh, They're just they got bad hours, you know, Maybe they want to get married, but they 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 know Um, and then people around them know that, hey, they're they're kind of in a job where there's not a lot of progression to go increase your wages, increase your skills and better yourself. And you find a lot of people stuck there. Um, So that's one thing. And then let's go to the other piece of it. And I mentioned this earlier, when you go talk to these bigger companies that say we need diesel technicians and they're surveyed. What they are asking for is basic skills. Show them how to do preventive maintenance, show them how to do electrical diagnostics, how to change brakes, how to do diagnostics in general, how to run a multimeter, troubleshooting mission systems. We do not need them rebuilding engines. We do not need them rebuilding transmissions, right? We need these other skills that's way more important. We wanna keep our vehicles on the road. We know what else we want? We want attendance. We want them to be there all the time. We want them to have the right attitude. We want these soft skills, right? So you take all that. And again, I go back to the two-year schools. They're having to do two-year degrees to get that government funding money. But what they're putting them through is really a false sense of expectation for the graduates. Not only that, but they're getting sizable student loans and making the problem worse. So schools are doing, the US schools that are today are doing the two worst things. They're creating a time barrier and they're creating a cost barrier for these students, and that is really the heart of the problem more than anything else. And let's face it, there is talent all around you. I can tell you there's people inside Diesel Laptops today that worked in the warehouse and now do very, very complex, very, very cool stuff for us. We had people working in in tech support that now work in other departments. My executive assistant I had is now an HR manager inside Diesel Laptops. And what it really came down to with all of those people is they had the right attitude, they had the right passion, they had the right energy, they weren't afraid to give effort, they were coachable, they had work ethic, they showed up on time, they did the things that were asked about them, they asked questions, they were engaged. It's all those things that anyone listening to us that hires or works with people, you know you want to have. And as Simon Sinek says, and by the way, if you've never listened to one of his podcasts or read one of his books, you need to. Simon Sinek Simon Sinek. You don't hire for skills, you hire for attitude. You can always teach skills. That is 100% true. You can do that every day of the week if you have the right organization around you and the right mentality inside your company. So let's talk about what the plan is. How do you fix this industry? So here's the plan. We're gonna go find the right adults, right? Mid-20s and older with the right attitude. We're gonna give them a path to make $15,000 more than they are today in less than six weeks. We're gonna tell them they need to pay nothing, including housing if they have to travel for the courses, until they get a job after. So what did we just do there? We just removed time and money, right? Not two years, now it's six weeks. Now it doesn't cost you in student loans and sizable debt, but you will just pay after you do this. And we're gonna talk about all that here in a second. So what happens when you do this and how do you do this? Here's what we don't do. We, we do not We don't do, uh, let's just call these the boomer methods, right? That's kind of a phrase everyone's using now. We don't do radio ads. We don't do TV ads. We don't do billboards. We don't do trade fairs. We, we're, not gonna go, we're not gonna go do these job fairs. We're not gonna do that stuff. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna go, where do they hang out? Well, you know where they hang out? They hang out on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. They're Googling for things. That's where we're gonna go put ads up and find these people and find the right audience for the people that we wanna attract, the people that wanna better themselves. And then we're gonna go display ads to them. So we're gonna go show them ads, and this ad's gonna say the things I've just been saying. Give yourself a well-paying career. Learn a new skill in five weeks. Make on an average of $15,000 more than you are right to now today. It's not gonna cost you anything until you're hired. We're gonna include travel and hotel costs in there. And you know what? You're gonna make what those guys that take the two-year degree and take on the $50,000 student loan makes. That's what's gonna happen when you go through this program. And when Tim does these things, he gets a ton of applicants, and the trick then really is screening through and getting the right people that meet all those other check marks that we just talked about. So is this a possible thing to do? It 100% is. Tim Spurlock has had hundreds and hundreds of people go through these programs and do a tremendous job and better their careers. So we're going to talk about where some of these people have gone. But before I do that, the question everyone asks is like, well, how do, how do they pay for it? Like how much, what does that cost? Right, So now we're not doing something before, we're doing something after. So all the employee has to pay for is essentially a pair of safety shoes. That's that's their cost once they get enrolled in the program is to buy a pair of safety shoes. From there, the tuition, the travel, the hotel costs are all included. We also include a starter toolbox and hand tools. We included after they come out of the job, so now they're not coming out of the job. No, we are we are not getting them set up with a twenty thousand dollars Snap-on toolbox and thirty thousand dollars of additional hand tools. They, this this whole program includes the necessary tools, a starter toolkit for them to get going. So what? How this works is after you graduate, there's a two month grace period. And by the way, people that are attending these courses and going to them, it's a hundred percent job placement rate. There is no problem getting you a job. Companies are begging to get students out of these programs. So you go through the program, you have a two month grace period, you don't pay anything. Then after that, you have a 48 month payment period. So everyone's like, okay, well, what does that cost? Here's the gotcha. I don't think it's a gotcha. First of all, if you're making $14.41 or less per hour, you don't pay anything. That means somebody didn't do their job, right? You went through the program, you did your part, if you're not making at least $14.41 an hour, um, you don't pay anything, you're you're off the hook, all right? If you're making a $14.40, $14.42 all the way up to about 19 dollars half, you pay $187 a month, right? Most technicians are making in that pay range. And if you're making more than $19.23 an hour, now it comes out to be $317 per month. So you do all this, um, you find yourself all of a sudden having a career. You got free training. You have a career path. You have the opportunity to go to go do more with your life, right? So people are always like, well, what what can these people do? So here's an example of a, someone that went through Tim's program, right? So he started as a he was a he worked at a chemical plant, right? And then he became a, then he became a service manager in a matter of a, a couple years span. So someone that knew nothing uh, about diesel technicians is now running a service department shop a couple of years later. Uh, another, Another young lady, she went from working in a warehouse to being a master certified Volvo technician at a Volvo truck dealership. We have another gentleman that went from being a cook to a winner at the Rush Truck Center's rodeo that they do, right? So these are people that had all those soft skills, they just didn't have the opportunity or the guiding hand to get them to where they wanna be. Uh, Some more examples, a gentleman that was a farmer, he now works at the Honda Research and Development Group. Uh, Another student, one of the first students that went through is actually now a trainer for a large national company. So he's gone full circle and is actually training other new new students into this whole thing. So here's some of the stats. Uh, The average student leaving this program makes $15,779 more five weeks after they entered the program. The average incoming age is 27. There's people that have gone through this program in their forties and fifties as well. They have a 100% placement rate with perfect attendance. You show up, you do the things that are being asked, you will get a job when this is all said and done. Uh, and where this all ties in with diesel laptops, again, is at the top, we know there's a problem. We, we know there's issues out there. We know people are struggling with technicians. It can't be a race to just keep hiring a guy and paying him a buck an hour from everybody else. We, yes, we want them to make more, but there becomes a point then where things just spiral out of control. So what you'll be seeing with Diesel Laptops is we have a location in Columbia, South Carolina. We have one in Dallas. We're opening a new facility. There'll be another one this year, at least one either between Atlanta, Chicago, and Philadelphia. What you will be seeing is where Diesel Laptops is going, so goes American Diesel Training Centers and offering their classes. So we're really excited to work with Tim Spurlock and that whole thing. And these are things that you can work with Tim Spurlock as well. So if you're interested at all, you just head to americandieseltraining.com you can also call them at 800-653-7018. And Tim Spurlock is very, very active on LinkedIn. You can definitely hit him up there. Um, if you email us at the DL at diesel dot com, we'll respond back to and give you his contact information. We just don't like to publicly put out Tim's personal cell phone and email address, as you can imagine, on the Internet. So, but with all that said, I I hope you come away from this understanding. There is a problem, there are solutions. The traditional methods are not working. It's gonna take the whole industry to move this thing forward. It's not gonna be just diesel laptops, American Diesel Training Centers and the partners you're working with. A lot more people have to get on board. Uh, This is a problem that's gonna take a long time to solve itself. And for the companies that set themselves up right, there's a big future in front of them. So as we end every episode, We're going to say it's not just diagnostics, it's diagnostics done right. And to do that, you need to have technicians start finding and training new ones today. Thank you for watching and listening.